thoughts and views and sort of similar journeys. And I, I think that's one of the, one of the reasons that I, I wanted to start um, uh, Chukas and uh, some sort of podcast that so people out there who who need a some sort of inspiration. So you know you can do it. You know you can have a go at it. You know and uh, and not be too scared by it. You know and and ultimately we do want to change the uh, people's perspective on what Australia looks like. Mm. You know? uh, folks out there, you know, around the world, maybe watching TV, the perspective is uh, we're all white. That's not necessarily true. Home and away, neighbors. That's not necessarily true. You know, become different shapes and colors. So. Uh, I'm happy you you made that switch and stuff, and, and I'm happy it's really working out for you as well. Mm. You know, and there's a lot of people out there um, who's struggling. You know, just give it a go, give it a hot go. You know, and 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 see what it makes of it. You know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and and on that issue of you know people of color being more visible mm. in in the arts, I think it's I think it's critical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the main reasons I didn't pursue it is because I didn't see people who looked like me do it. Chookers! Chookers! <laughs> yeah. We usually start the show with saying chookers. Yeah. The show's called Chookers. Mm, I like it. <laughs> Welcome. I'm I'm James. And I'm Neil. And this is? Leonard. Leonard Sun. Leonard, what's a full? Leonard Sun. That's it. Leonard Sun. Oh, okay. I have a the Chinese middle name. Yeah. yeah I don't really use it that much. but uh, the whole thing. Le- Leonard Tieno Sun. Leonard Tieno Sun. Yeah, that's it. That's what it says on your uh, Instagram. It is. It is on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got you to say. <laughs> <laughs> so people read it, said it properly. Great. Well, welcome. Thank um, you very much. Good to be here. We're uh, we we just saw the play that you're currently in, mm-hmm. Twelfth Night, at the New Theatre. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. Um, now this is Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare, mm-hmm. but there's a bit of a twist. What's the twist in in this production? Right. So it's uh it's Twelfth Night, heads or tails. And the director's idea was that everyone should be assigned two roles. They need to learn that, rehearse it. And then on the night of the performance, before we begin, on stage, in front of everyone, we toss a coin to determine which role we play. Mm. Uh, and then we go to it. And so on any given night, there's one of 64... We, we do one of 64 potential combinations mm-hmm. of, uh, of actors... Uh, and then we see how it goes. Wow. Well, I can tell you it goes very well. Yeah, <laughs> it, so, it, it went well, yeah. Yeah, the show that we saw on Saturday was great. Fantastic. You know, so um, although we, because of the nature of the coin toss, of course, we didn't get to see you being Sir Toby. We Correct. got to see you being Valentine. Valentine, yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's a few people, obviously, um, you know, in any play there's going to be, you know, lead roles, major roles, you know, Less major roles, let's say. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I have Sir Toby and Valentine, and Valentine has a lot less of a, of a part to play. Um, yeah, well, so you guys will just have to come back. Yeah, we'll have to. Come back. Yeah, well, when are you on to? <laughs> when he has on dinner? So we are performing until the 23rd of January. 
um, yeah. performing Wednesday to Saturday uh, nights. Hang on. Wednesday to Saturday at 7.30 and Sunday is at 5. And the final performance on the 23rd is actually at 2 o'clock. Ah, great, great. Well, yeah. Lucky for you, James also has the pamphlet here. Yeah. Yes, I've got the program, <laughs> the program. right here. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, very good. Um, in fact, you've got um, – I won't, I won't review. I won't reveal what the what the um, code is, but you can actually get a discounted uh, code for coming again. Correct. Yes. So you can get a twenty dollar ticket if you come and watch it again. Very good. Yeah. Very good incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a couple of the reviews, and they really thought that that kind of idea really melded really well with the the text itself, the idea of mistaken identity, um, all that kind of stuff as well. Um, I'm wondering um, so far. Uh, how has it been, um, because we didn't get to see your Sir Toby, mm. what's your, like, uh, your, your, your partner, your opposite is Eleni, right? Right. And how do you two, did you two have to come to, like, an agreement over what the character was? Or do you get to, did you get to have kind of, each of you had free reign over your own character of, say, Sir Toby or Valentine? Yeah, definitely the latter. Yeah. So the director was... Um, <clears throat> I mean, I guess this is this is the interesting part about this is is that the rehearsal process is um, very open um, to to the actor's interpretation of the character, and the director is very encouraging of um, us to to play with it, see where it goes, bring our own take. Um, I think also that's kind of necessary for the for the concept to work. Mm. Otherwise, if if we're all or if we're We'd, we'd all been given a very sort of narrow idea of how to play the character. Then mm. the different combinations wouldn't wouldn't work. It'd be would irrelevant. Be re- yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we do have quite a different take. There were some things that were sort of uh, more set and, you know, things like the fight the fight sequence had to be mm-hmm. set. That, that couldn't sort of be open to our own mm. t- yeah, interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, what we bring to the character was up to us for oh, sure. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. And h- how did you distinguish... Um, like how did you go about bringing the two different because you, you got to learn two different characters mm. two different um, um, ways of thinking in a way I guess so how did you go about doing that uh, how did how did I go yeah, about so you, two different like characters? for example being Sir Toby or being Valentine how did you find yourself distinguishing between the both as an actor yeah so um, I guess it's it, it's like approaching any character mm-hmm. um, you know I have to you know, work out who is this, who is this character, mm. um, what do they want, mm. um, h- how do they feel about the other characters that they interact with, um, just figure out their world. And so really it's just about having to do extra work, so, mm. so learn, doing all that for, for two characters rather than just one. Mm. Um, our characters never interact, which is interesting. Some mm. of the other people, they have... You know, say, for example, Orsino and uh, Olivia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for Cameron Hutt and uh, and Rowena McNichol, mm. they needed to learn a character, but they also their characters interact, and that, mm. I think that's interesting as well. Mm. Um, I've not actually asked them, but maybe I will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so for me, it's it's fairly easy just to sort of keep them separate and mm. figure out, you know, what they think about. You know, so I don't ever have to think about what does Valentine think about Sir Toby, and what does Sir right. Toby think about oh, Valentine because yeah. they don't interact. But did you have like? Is, did you use your kind of regular 
process in terms of developing your characters. Say, for example, some people would really delve into historicism of the period that they're set in. This was kind of set in contemporary times. Mm. Um, so uh, what kind of process did you have for your characters? What, what do you use in your acting? Yeah, so um, it's interesting. This, this is actually my first stage uh, wow! Production. Congratulations! Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's the first thing we should have asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Just yeah. answer the question. We'll so, yeah. so in terms of the process, um, I guess the process of approaching these characters and, and developing them is uh, is kind of interesting to what I've done sort of for for screen. Um, and the difference for me is that um, I can I can spend more time to um, finding the character through the rehearsals mm. and and in conjunction with the, d- the director, um, and then not sort of focus so much on doing all the work myself. And and the, 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 there's a discovery process, and through each rehearsal, it, you know, we'd get to the end, and the director would be like, "Okay, so you know, what did you guys discover through that? Mm. Did anyone find anything new?" And you know, it's quite nice. It's 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 a longer process, but it feels like a, an organic process. Mm. Whereas preparing for screen characters, I literally sit down and I just write and, uh, you know, write out my, you know, objectives, who, where, why, what, how, Mm. you know, when, um, moments before, moment after and all that sort of stuff. And I still sort of do that, Mm. um, but it develops over a longer time in preparing for theatre. I mm. guess like the the more you rehearse and the more even like even going into the actual performances, your character and you sort of have a better understanding of each other, I guess. Like you, you understand the character even more and then you find different things about, oh, okay, maybe I play into that a little bit more. And yeah, and I guess also with the audience's feedback also, uh, that helps. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. And and, uh, and with each performance, you know, trying different things, so mm. um, which is kind of fun. So um, I think it was just before the opening night, the director said, okay, there's there's no more there's no more notes. This is yours. I'm handing it over to you, mm. and uh, and that's quite nice because now I can just do stuff and the director can't say anything. <laughs> 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 I mean, not true. I mean, I try and keep it tight. But I mean, with Valentine, for example, I um, I played Valentine on opening night and then the night that you guys came on Saturday. Mm. And uh, the way I'd been playing Valentine uh, this whole time is is that um, he sees Cesario who's actually Viola, as being a threat to yeah. his position in, mm. in the court of Orsino. Mm. Um, but after a chat, chat with Zach Bush um, uh, after opening night, he kind of saw that, he, he, he suggested that, you know, in, in another way to interpret Valentine is, is that he actually is quite fond of Cesario. Mm. Mm. And uh, so just as for something interesting for me on the night that you guys came, I actually decided to play... Valentine is liking Cesario. Yes, yes, I saw that. When, yeah. when you're talking about already, you know, it's only been a couple of days and already you've fallen into his, into uh, Orsino's kind of goodwill. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that's kind of interesting for me, maybe not for you guys. No, it was but interesting for me because I, I, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm familiar with that passage. Right, you know, good, so good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was... James, ne- James will deep into yeah. Shakespeare. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Will deep into it. Well then, so normally what I do is I'd enter... Yeah, with very suspicious, like I'd I'd come in, I'd like, who is this guy? Mm. And trying to suss him out, and then he sees me, I'm like, oh, and then and then I'm like, oh, you know, 
if the Duke continue these favours towards you, Cesare, you will like to be much advanced. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, that, that sort of vibe. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just interesting. I think after doing that, I think I like I think I like the Valentine who doesn't like Cesario. Sure, better. sure. So, yeah, that's kind of great that you have that freedom to to express, and you and you're not doing it in a way that's throwing anybody off either. You know, like the actor, your actors have to obviously, especially in this production, they have to be very accommodating and very flexible. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so you, you're absolutely right. So because of the. the um, toss of the coin mm. we need to be open to mm. to what's going to happen on the night um with that change i've obviously let zach know that yeah. that's the way i'm going to play it i don't want to sort of no no that's not the point <laughs> the right. point you know i i'm sure some actors they think that oh if i throw them off it'll they'll have to react and it'll be a more real performance but it's 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 not a very fair or collaborative way of approaching it no no and and if if Generally, I've, I've found that if we are going to try something a little bit different, I'm, I'll give people a heads up. Mm. I think I might do this, just be ready for it. Mm. Yeah, so mm. it doesn't sort of really throw them off. Yeah. Mm. And, and your team would have to be very collaborative. You know, I'd love to find out what the process was. Like, did the director, did everybody go out and have a big dinner, you know, together and chat? And, or were there ways that you developed that kind of team aspect? Mm. Well, it's kind of difficult because of COVID, COVID right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. as the Northern Beaches lockdown happened uh, sort of late in the rehearsal process as well. Mm. Um, but certainly there was after the table read, there was, you know, everyone went out for a drink um, and uh, we'd hang out afterwards uh, sort of later on in the rehearsal process as well and, mm. and chat. Um, but I think in just the way the rehearsals were structured, it was conducive to people being open and and being comfortable with each other, the warm-ups that we would do, walking around the room and um, doing ensemble work, mm. um, improv stuff, um, helped us really sort of connect in a in a sort of a theatre sense rather than just a social setting. How how important like the improv? How important was improv to you, and uh, in, in for especially for uh, the Shakespeare production? Because mm. uh, what I'm the reason I'm asking because a lot of people do have a difficulty in. Um, like using our language and our gestures and our thing like from now present time and speaking the words from the the Elizabethan times, you know. Like, do you find improv a, a gateway to understanding Shakespeare? Yeah, I certainly think it helps. Um, I mean, my experience personally is that it's it was difficult for me, right? So not only was this is this my first uh, stage production, <laughs> but it's also the first time doing Shakespeare really? since high school. Wow. 20 plus years ago. Wow. Um, so, you know, because I'm new to acting, mm. I, I'm literally like, I'm just, I'm hustling. I'm looking for any opportunity to, to act. Mm. And I saw this on Sydney Actors on Facebook. I mm. thought, Shakespeare, really? Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll just apply for it. And so I put down audition tape, um, Orsino's monologue at the beginning, um, which was challenging in itself. Mm. Um, to my amazement, I got a call back. I was just like, what the hell? Okay. I better go get some material and find out what this play is actually about. <laughs> um, I went to the callback and I left there thinking, well, that was a good experience, but there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way. Like, I didn't think I did badly. I just thought um, everyone just everyone just felt so much more comfortable with Shakespeare mm, right. and I just felt like such a fish out of water. Wow. That's um, the thing we spoke about a few uh, episodes ago. But, um, yeah, about the kind of imposter syndrome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, the imposter syndrome was just like rampant. Oh. Um, 
but it, it wasn't an issue because I was just like with with all auditions and stuff that I do, I go and I do the best I can. Mm. Um, I accept that it will be what it is, and I take from it what I can and leave it at that. Mm. So that's how I approached this callback. I was just like, okay, yeah, thank you. That was a great experience. Wish you all the best, <laughs> sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I got the email, and I was literally scanning it for the thanks but no thanks, and I scanned it once. Couldn't find it, scanned it twice, scanned it three <laughs> times. And I was like, all right, maybe I should actually just read this. <laughs> and, then, and, you know, in the first line it says, we'd like to offer you. And I was like, what? Wow. Um, so anyway, yeah. And then and then the first, going back to the imposter syndrome, mm. the, the um, we all got together sort of a week later to do uh, a table read. Mm. And... Uh, Oh man, that imposter syndrome! Just like I had to, I had to talk it out with a friend wow. sort of that night afterwards because mm. I was just like, <gasps> like you know, I don't understand half the things I'm saying. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, and and of course I just assume everyone is you know perfect. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and you know they may or may not have been, but mm. you know, what my head is telling me is. I don't belong here. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. How, well, how did you deal with, like, you talked with a friend, but, like, was it, what helpful kind of, if you had advice going on for other people who are experiencing that, what would you tell them? Um, the reality is, is that there's there's going to be other people who are feeling exactly the same thing as you. Mm. Um, but head knowledge only gets you so far. There's, there's only so many times you can tell yourself that and it doesn't necessarily make a dent on that feeling of, I don't belong here. Mm. Mm. Um, the only solution I found is, yeah, talk to someone about it. You know, don't, uh, don't keep it in. Mm. Um, and just sort of try and put it out in mind and just, just keep moving forward. Um, eventually it'll go away. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it ever goes away. <laughs> it does, in, it in, does. in that moment. So oh, in that moment. Yeah, course, in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just a bit of a segue, segue from, mm. from that. I was going to ask you that. So what, what's your, how was the journey or what's the journey of you becoming, coming into in the, uh, this creative acting world? Yeah. Just to tell the folks out there, you know, how um, you came about. Yeah, you mentioned high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, it's interesting. I'm 42 now. Um, I did some drama in primary school. I was involved in the musical in my final year at high school. And then I did a musical in my first year of university. Um, so I did a bit of acting in the musical in in high school. Uh, I had the lead in The King and I as the king. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Um, and then... We did Guys and Dolls at university and I was uh, cast as uh, one of the crapshooters. So there was a lot of dancing and singing, not so much acting. Um, I think at that point, my creative endeavors, endeavors took me towards dancing. Um, there were some girls there who, who had been dancing a lot. I really enjoyed it. And they're like, well, come along with us to some Sydney Dance Company cu- classes. Wow. And so I sort of got into dancing, uh, did jazz classes, jazz ballet classes there for seven years. Um, wow. On and off, yeah. um, and that was sort of my creative outlet. And then something happened. I don't know, but um, looking back on it, there was no outlet for my creative endeavors. And that's when I went into um, hospitality. Or I'd been in hospitality for a while, um, but I was focused on um, owning and running my own cafe, um, which I eventually did. Um, and then, when the time was right, I sold that and went into corporate 
uh, went into corporate IT sales with the ambition to prove family and friends that I could earn big bucks too. And that ended up being soul destroying. Oh. oh. Um, Haven't heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did, you know, I, I, I could, I, you know, I, I'd made that six figure salary and I, I did quite well, um, but it came at a cost. Mm. And um, so what happened then was I, I quit that and I spent a year to just focus on me and recover. And in that year, someone suggested that now is a good time for people of color to get into um, sort of modeling, TV, ads, that sort of thing. Mm. And, uh, and he knew of an agency and he said, why don't you give him a call and see what happens? So I just thought, well, why not? When I was you know, 17 doing those musicals, I had thought about acting. Mm. Um, but when I looked at TV, like things like Home and Away and Neighbours, it's just so white. Yeah. And it's just like, I remember thinking, having the thought, what would I do? Mm. Like there's no, there's nothing there for me. Mm. Um, and so then it was, it was a fleeting thought and then it was gone. And so I think that's why I never really pursued acting. Um, so anyway, I contacted this, this agency and um, Asia Look, so Diane Geach, give her a shout out um, at Asia Look. And she was willing to take me on with zero experience. Great. Um, and uh, I think it was a few months later I booked that TVC, Telstra TVC, where I met you, Neil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, wow, this is really cool. We're at Fox Studios. Mm-hmm. They'd built these sets on Studio 6. And I was like, wow, this is fun. It was, it was a pretty, you know, like, you know, they had the director who had, we never saw, the first AD who was, you know, working with us featured extras and, and whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was just a great day. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, within a couple of months, I booked a few more TVCs, got a chance to be on set again. And, and uh, yeah, it was just, I thought, wow, this, this could be, be something. So then, you know, I thought, all right, well, I'll, I'll invest in, you know, doing some classes and take this a bit more seriously. And so the next year, I think that was the end of 2018 and then 2019, I started doing some short courses mm. at NIDA. Um, and I found that... The, sat- the, the weekend Saturday courses, was it? It was nights. So nights worked better for me because uh, I got young kids. Yep. Um, and so I could do what I need to do with the kids through the day. And then once they're in bed, I could take off and, and do, do uh, the night courses. Um, so, and I'd find I'd be exhausted going to these courses, classes at night, but I'd come out fully energized and just like, mm. wow, you know. Mm. And so, yeah, so in my mind, there was no mistake about this. There's something about um, these creative endeavors that really um, energizes me. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got to do this. Yeah. And do I maybe sort of think about making this a career? Um, there's a lot of negotiation with my wife um because you know i was the one making all the money and now she's having to work full-time and support this so i don't have a you know i'm I'm very lucky that i'm a full-time actor i don't uh i don't have to sort of you know work other jobs to make ends meet um she supports this so uh great thank you steph you're amazing shout out huge shout out yeah steph yeah yeah um and yeah so i've so last year I completed, I, I auditioned for and, and was successful for the um, NIDA's uh, Screen Actor Studio. Great, congratulations. Um, thank you, nice yeah. So I did that last year and we just finished that um, end, of, end of 2020 in the middle of December. Um, 
Yeah, and now I'm just yeah. That's that's kind of been my story. That's that's yeah. That's great. It's good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, creators out there, and especially people of color, have the same sort of uh, thoughts and views and sort of similar journeys. And I, I think that's one of the, one of the reasons that I, I wanted to start um, uh, Chukas and uh, some sort of podcast that so people out there who who need a some sort of inspiration. So you know you can do it. You know you can have a go at it. You know and uh, and not be too scared by it. You know and and ultimately we do want to change the uh, people's perspective on what Australia looks like. Mm. Uh, folks out there, you know, around the world, maybe watching TV, the perspective is uh, we're all white. That's not necessarily true. Home and away, neighbors. That's not necessarily true. You know, become different shapes and colors. So. Uh, I'm happy you you made that switch and stuff, and, and I'm happy it's really working out for you as well. Mm. You know, and there's a lot of people out there um, who's struggling. You know, just give it a go, give it a hot go. You know, and 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 see what it makes of it. You know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and and on that issue of you know people of color being more visible mm. in in the arts, I think it's I think it's critical. Mm. Um, you know, one of the main reasons I didn't pursue it is because I didn't see people who looked like me doing it, mm. and so the more that we do this the more visible we become the more the next generation who are watching these things can go oh maybe this is a pathway forward for me you know i think mm. the reason i was so unhappy with life is because i thought there was you know i i guess i was brought up in in a group or a society that had a very narrow idea of what i should be doing mm. with my life mm. and um and i you know I'm I still am a little bit hesitant to call myself a creative, but I I've, I'm becoming more comfortable with that, and I believe that I am. Yeah. And I don't think in my in in the world that I grew up in that was necessarily uh, acknowledged, fostered, encouraged, any of that, right? Mm. Um, and in the absence of that, the only way that someone who looks like me might go for it is if they see other people doing it. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, big shout out to all those people who are, you know, people of colour who are out there and, and pursuing this because you're making, uh, you know, the next generation's dreams mm. visible. Mm. Um, mm. And, uh, and there's a lot of us out there, actually. You know, yeah. I had no idea. Uh, I was really fortunate to spend most of last year on set of um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Can you talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, great, great. Why not? Um, <laughs> oh, there's a knock at the door. Oh, it's Marvel. <laughs> Oops. Um, so uh, I, was, I was lucky enough. So even though I have an agent, I'm also in Star Now as well. And... The extras casting director found me on Star Now wow. to and and ultimately I was successful to be to become the stand-in for the number two actor wow. Tony Leo. Oh wow. Ooh, really? Yeah. No way. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> to see your reaction, because yeah, normally crazy. I tell people and they don't know who Tony Leung is. Yeah. And and to be to be fair, I didn't know who he was really either. Well, we know who he is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's for damn sure. Well, I know who he is. Yeah, I, I watched I watched some of his, I had watched some of his movies when I was younger, like at, in high school. I think uh, that's when um, uh, Chunking Express had come out. Yeah. And Move for yeah. Love. Uh, <sighs> so I rewatched those, and I was just like, wow, this guy's amazing. And then during the nine months, watching him was just amazing. Like, he's such a good actor. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Yeah, incredible. Like, I'd watch him and I'd just get goosebumps like watching him. And uh, anyway, yeah, so so fortunate to be on that on that set for for most of it, um, and be exposed to um, so many Asian actors based in Sydney mm. um, who are coming through as either being stand-ins for other characters or you know extras. Um, most of the the headline roles were brought in from the US. Um, but yeah, everyone else is local. Mm. And so amazing opportunity to to hook into uh, the Asian acting community. And mm. yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's 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 definitely growing and, and, I, and I've been on sets like sets like that as well. That uh, a lot of uh, um, ethnic groups in there and I love seeing that, you know. Actually I'm looking forward to the day when I walk into a casting uh, and it's for neighbors or home and away, and I'm I'm competing against like seven, eight other Indians or <laughs> brown people. <laughs> yeah, that will be the day. That will be the day. That will yeah. be, be fantastic. You yeah, know? usually I walk in as like I'm the only brown guy there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's happening though. I think yeah. uh, you know, I watched uh, I watched some neighbors and home and away recently, and it's you know mm. they're making an effort. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. going that way. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. I, I think the other thing is that I mean you're first generation, right? Uh, second, okay. Second so, generation, yeah. Yeah. So, like, like for example, my, my parents, you know, they came here, and and their resp- I guess, they took the responsibility of um, making sure we were okay, and we got education in, and we were, you know, healthy and stuff in Australia, coming to a new country. Mm. I guess now it's our like, you know, because we're coming up here, growing up here as Australians now, it's our. I don't. I don't maybe res- I think it's responsibility that we should make sure that the generations after us have a better go. You know, so we continue on and pass on the, the torch to the next generation. That's the, that's the only way we can, we can do it. Mm-hmm. So it's I guess it's, uh, it's by passing the torch and be a, uh, more of us. You know, if you have more population doing it, be better for the rest of the uh, entertainment industry and, and the creative industry, you know. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it was fantastic. I, I saw... Um, uh, Last year there was a show on Opera House called Six, mm-hmm. and and there was this uh, uh, Indian uh, sing oh her background's Indian, and uh, she was a singer and oh wow she was fantastic she was on in Opera House and in front of part of this group and, and it's fantastic to see that as well you know like I was so happy to see that and um, hopefully you know it will continue that way as well yeah. 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 To, to to totally butcher and paraphrase this famous quote, I think it's by John Adams or something, you know, one of the original American kind of revolutionaries, but he mm. said, I study uh, warfare and politics so that my children can study economics and mathematics mm. so my grandchildren can study art. Mm. Like, that's the goal, you know. Yeah. And often, you know, there's that classic thing of... Um, Oh, kids these days have it so easy. It's like, yeah, that was the point. That was the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you kind of, it's that's how we honor the people who came before us, right? Do you, do you think that's the same vein as when we talk about Maslow, hierarchy of needs? You know, we've, we've mm, as ethnics mm. into this country, we have okay, the, we've got security, yeah. uh, economics, uh, food, whatever. Food, whatever. Mm. Now we can go into um, actualization. Actualization. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good, I think that's an accurate way of depicting it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice so I guess yeah. So it's just a matter of time. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice, nice way to put it because I never really thought about that. And it's you know, I'm pretty sure my parents didn't have that 
way of thinking. Yeah. You know, when they came here, I think they came here and just like, all right, we're going to, we're going to work hard to give you guys an opportunity mm. to, to make it. But they had a very narrow idea of mm. what making it means. Mm. Um, yeah. I certainly didn't, I don't think included sort of uh, engaging in sort of you know, artistic endeavors. Mm. Although, you know, having said that there, there is, I mean, obviously I think I, being artistic and creative is, is a genetic trait. Mm. Um, and there is a lot of that in the family. So, mm. yeah, it's just interesting that uh, there is in inherently a lot of that in the family, but it mm. wasn't really encouraged. Or, I mean, to be fair to my parents, there, there was um, encouragement of artistic endeavours, just not as a living. Yeah, yeah. And, and it had to be piano or violin. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, what are, what do they what do they think now? What does your family think now? Now that you've been in a Marvel film and yeah. you know you you're, do, you're, do that, you're on stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so so look, I'm 42 now, <laughs> and I've got my own family, and so um, I don't know. I mean, if Mum disapproved, I don't I don't know that. She she would she, she would say it. Oh, she probably would, I guess, but I wouldn't listen. Um, <laughs> no, she's she's very encouraging. She's happy about yeah. it. She came um, to see me in the in, in Twelfth Night on I think uh, was it Thursday night, so the second preview. Mm. And uh, God bless her, she's so cute. She, at the end, she she gave me one of those like the pamphlet cards, and she's like, "Sign it, sign it." Oh, <laughs> that's great. I was like, "Oh, mum, no, really, really? <laughs> so embarrassing. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. All right, fine, fine. Yeah. Whatever your mum asks, right? You got to do it. You're yeah, like, yeah. you're like, who do I make it out to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, like, little things like that. You know, like my, one of my first plays I did, and my 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 dad, my, my parents kind of watch it, right? And I started, I was in the performance and. Like you know, in in the um, in the theater, you can't use cameras. You can't take pictures, or whatever. So <laughs> I knew for a fact Dad is going to take a photo. So I said, "Mom, can you make sure Dad doesn't oh, take a photo?" No. So I trusted her, and then middle of the play, I hear a. Like, oh, it's dad taking photos. <laughs> but they don't know the etiquette, you know, like they don't, yeah. they just don't know because, you know, it's, an, it's a whole new experience for them, you know, and uh, and I'm happy they, they got to see it, you know, yeah. and mm. how good is that, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%, very good. <laughs> Do you have any, um, I mean, talking about uh, uh, Mr. Tony, but do you have any other people that... Um, you kind of are looking up to it might be trailblazers in in the screen industry or in the theater industry. Yeah, so um, there is there is someone called Joy Hopwood. Do you, I don't know if you know her. Um, I think she went to Whopper. She's uh, she's from Western Australia. I actually know her from like uh, many years ago. Her and my wife were teaching together at, uh, at the same uh, school. Anyway, so movement. Sorry. Is she a movement person? No. So she she was, uh, and she's she's well known for being an ABC, uh, so play school presenter. Um, but she's now, re- more recently, she's just, I think, finished filming her third um, all-Asian um, feature film. Great. Um, and Australian Asians too. Um, and the, the third one was called Rhapsody of Love. It's a, it's a romantic movie, mm-hmm. um, all-Asian cast. And... Um, 
Yeah, she's making waves. Um, she's got an, an Asian, um, uh, was it a short film festival going? Um, yeah, so shout out to her. I haven't spoken to her recently, but I follow her on Instagram, um, see everything that she's doing. Well, we'll definitely put her up on the uh, on our comments. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And uh, and also, there's a there's a theatre company called Slanted Theatre. What? And uh, and they're just they're about to start. I think uh, mid Jan is I think 14th of January is their yeah. first show of um, a show called Ching Chong Chinaman. So <laughs> okay. if I can get a night off and go watch <laughs> it, I, I will. Yeah. Um, the director is uh, Tiffany Wong, mm-hmm. and um, and I I worked. Not with her, but we've we've worked together on a um, on a web series called Roller Coaster Testers. That's where I met her, right. and uh, just sort of even following her and seeing what she's doing. And uh, yeah, this I think it's quite exciting. Yeah, um, mm. seeing that. So an Asian theatre company that, that's cool. In Sydney, yeah, Sydney, yeah, Sydney based. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know when they're showing? You don't know the details. Oh, oh we'll find out anyway. And yeah, we'll find out and yeah. we'll yeah. put it up on the on the Instagram. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's good. It's good. Uh, good. Is hat. that it? No, no. Oh, okay. I thought you were wrapping up. <laughs> no, we're not wrapping up. We're wrapping up. We can go for ages if you want to. <laughs> well, I'm wondering what what else, what other projects on the horizon do you have that you're able to talk about that we could wish Chookers on? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what I was going to get to, but you didn't let me finish my sentence. So, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... Uh, Oh, just just to clarify on on Marvel, I'm not in it, so I'm Tony's stand-in. That's that's basically the same thing. It's, <laughs> you might as like. So I do everything until they roll for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he that's steps right. in. He and steps in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, I got to do a, little, a lot of the rehearsals, blocking with the DOP and the director. And I'm sure he was watching behind, going, "Oh, what's Leonard doing?" <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, I'm sure. That <laughs> you know what's that was funny? A great choice. <laughs> I was convinced every time that he would see what I was doing and do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, every choice I made, he would come in and do something different. And uh, there's this one time. There was there's a scene where where I'm at a flower bed and my wife comes up, and uh, and I I think I decided to stand up and meet her, and his choice was the opposite. Uh. He just stayed there and delivered the dialogue uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. like crouched down at the flower bed uh. and then the director's like no no stand up you should have just walked in well you know I could just done it yeah, 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 it's just yeah. like <laughs> boom take that Tony director's like Tony did you did you watch did you watch the like I think Leonard. Oh, Leonard, funny. just come and do it. Just show him. Just show what you did. Show Tony what you did. <laughs> oh dear. So anyway, um, projects I'm working on. So um, there's, there's a there's a student film that I'm working on um, called Pangiwa. It's a uh, folk horror um, based on Balinese um, folk culture, um, and it's great. We started filming. Um, I mean, these guys need a shout out because <laughs> they're doing so well. They've got so many challenges and they're just like rising to them. Um, but we started shooting in November and I think the day of or the day before, one of their actors pulled out for personal reasons. Yeah. So we went ahead and shot the scenes that he wasn't in um, and then we're like, okay, we'll do pickups later on. So then, then there was scheduling difficulties and, uh, and the pickups weren't going to happen until sort of I think the week before Christmas. Then we all know what happened around that time. Mm. 
the whole COVID thing in the Northern Beaches. Mm. They, they'd booked, so the Airbnb, they put down all the money and oh. everything and then COVID happened and they couldn't go ahead with it because I think one of the crew was up in the Northern Beaches or they had like a immune suppressed, you know, relative. Mm. They couldn't mm. put it at risk. So they had to call that off as well. And now I think we haven't locked down the dates that we're going to finish these, but it's going to be somewhere towards the end of January. Um. Yeah, so we're going to finish that off, and uh, and that's really good. Um, the the lead actress in that is Kayla Stanton, um, and uh, she's she also did the Screen Actors Studio, but like maybe in twenty thirteen or something. And she spent uh, several years in Canada, working there as a as an actress. Um, amazing, amazing actress. Uh, real honor to work with her. Um, yeah. So there's that one. Um, and then there's a couple more uh, short films that I'm working on. And it was interesting when you asked me about the process of preparing for Twelfth uh, Night. Mm. I was thinking about that in contrast to what I'm doing for, for these other short films that I'm preparing for. So in the midst of Twelfth Night and having a whole play in my head, mm. I'm having to now put down lines for, uh, for these other short films. Mm. And uh, initially I was scared. I was like, oh, my God, what if this is like a full cup? And I, <laughs> and I, and I pour water into this full cup and the, and the Twelfth Night water falls out yeah <laughs> it doesn't so right. yeah it's all good um but to a degree preparing for these other ones it's very much like just learn the lines and don't necessarily lock in choices uh and then that way then when i turn up on the day and the director wants to do certain things mm. um i'm flexible mm. um that's kind of the approach i take in learning the lines wrote-ish um there is still discoveries in that process of of learning the lines so lately i've taken to going out for a run with my script and then just running and learning them Mm. while i run Mm. um i like to multitask (laughs) um that's 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 a great way of learning lines like um getting them into your body yeah 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 i heard movements very helpful yeah yeah um so uh yeah and so as I as I learn them sort of wrote and go over it, each word, like sometimes I'll be like, oh, that word, and, and I'll have a little sort of mini discovery around that, and that helps to put the line down. So it's not like I'm learning it wrote, wrote with nothing behind it, mm-hmm. um, but I'm trying to stay open as possible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the two, the two short films, um, one's called Rentals, mm-hmm. um, and it was a... Um, it was adapted from a play that was performed at Short and Sweet. Oh, cool. Um, uh, in 2020. Um, in the first week or something like that so um covid happened and one of the actors was like what are we going to do and uh i think he said his girlfriend suggested why don't you turn this into a film and so he went for that mm. and uh, uh shout out to him because um what's his name clay clayton clayton uh, clay we'll find him yeah. we'll, we'll find him yeah we'll, yeah we'll chuck him on as well. he, yeah. he said to me so so the um the brief was they were looking for someone who was of colour, right? And so when I asked him about it once, we sat down for a chat because I sort of got it and we want, he wanted to talk to me about it. Um, I asked him, so, you know, why do you want to cast or why, why are you casting someone of colour specifically? He said, when we did the play, it was like three white men. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, look, if we're going to do this as a movie and I have creative control over it, I want it to look a bit more diverse. Great. I was like, good for you, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh, he said he, he had like 24 applicants and uh, 
you know, I think that's wonderful. Mm. You know, like that there's 24 people of color out there wanting to be involved in a short film. Yeah, like, yeah. That encourages me. Um, the other one I'm working on is um, written, directed and produced by a lady called Azita Damandan. Uh, she is Persian um, and she's... She's got a lot of stories to tell about political unrest in her in her home country. Um, but she doesn't want to make it just about her country. So she's taking these stories and she's casting people from different um, ethnicities or races because she believes that this story of um, overreach of, of political powers and government mm. is a common story around the world. So... Um, I guess the one I'm involved in called Massacre of the Innocents is ostensibly set in China but could be, you know, pan-Asian. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to shoot that, I think, 24th of January and the 30th of January. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's a lot on your – that is a lot on your plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For so the first week of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And then I think we haven't locked down a date for rentals, which is the other one, mm. um, which is about uh, three guys and their experience of becoming dads mm. um, and then losing their children to some unknown Ooh. horrific mm. occurrence. Mm. Could have Could have been a bus crash or a – a school shooting or something like that. Don't wow. It's not specified. Yeah. Um, and then just them telling their story about what it was like to become a dad and how they experienced that. So uh, pretty full on. That's probably going to be end of January as well. So wow. there's all these three things sort of, yeah, will be happening like that. Uh, it, so um, is this all paid work or? So. And does that matter to you? No, it doesn't. I'm I'm two years in. Uh, into this and mm. I'm still just hungry for experience. Um, I'm not under the illusion that I'm I'm making it and that I've got it and I've nailed it, uh, my process or any of that, right? So nothing's really locked in. I'm open to um, trying new things all the time to, to get where I need to get with my acting. Mm. Um, lately it's been um, what I found that really helps me sort of get into an emotional space to be open and receptive to what's happening from other actors and to be able to um, access what I need to, my, my emotions, has been music, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so when I'm, um, I guess, present enough to remember that, I'll plug in some classical music. Mm -hmm. Rachmaninoff mm -hmm. works for me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and... and I feel like my performance in those moments are, you know, more on point. Um, but yeah, the point is here is is that you know I haven't locked anything in. I'm you know I'm only two years in. Um, I'll I'll do anything. <laughs> great, <laughs> great. Um, That's a great attitude to have. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are paid mm. um, a small amount, and some of them are unpaid. Uh, yeah. Just a quick segue from that is that um, uh, the people listening out, uh, folks li listening to this. Um, and if there's kids out there or there's people our age or older or whatever who want to get in, uh, what, do you have any tips for them? Any few tips you can give them or what's the best way? Or um, How to get in? No, just in tips in, into being creative. Like how, what, would you, what would you say to them? Hmm. I'd, I'd say um, try and find yourself. Um, 
express this is about expressing expressing yourself um so try and try and find a way that really works for you um yeah it's interesting though um when it comes to tvcs uh i think they know what they want mm. and trying to match like to 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 book the job if if you're like a full-time actor and you need the money mm. i think the best approach is to sort of go and one of my uh uh, tutors who a lot of people know Pip Edwards at NIDA mm. <laughs> I remember she says you know preparing for a TVC find out what the director's done find out their style look at what they've done before even look for the colour palette that they work with and try and wear something mm. to mm. the audition and and I, th- I think that's true you know I think um, you know it's quite narrow with a TVC brief um, there is a little bit of like oh yeah something interesting will make you stand out but, you know, they're looking for a specific thing. Mm. Um, I think with TV and film, maybe less of that, depending on sort of the role. Um, theatre, I think much less. I yeah. think there's a lot of flexibility in theatre. Um, but so in terms of people starting out, um, yeah, find out what it is that you like to do. Why do you want to be there? For me, it's about representation for people who look like me. Mm. Um, it's about telling, telling my story. Mm. Um, I think in the future, what I want to do is be able to uh, write and tell some of the stories that are sort of burning in my heart. Um, some of that, a lot of it, is about growing up as as an Asian in Australia, mm. um, feeling like not necessarily a second class citizen, but not feeling like I necessarily belong, mm. um, and. <coughs> I'm pretty interested in telling sort of stories around um, the indigenous indigenous experience as well. Mm. Not that I have a lot of experience around that, but I feel very strongly about it. So I wouldn't necessarily want to be the one calling all the shots and directing it, but I'd love to be involved in something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's really weird because like we live in Australia, and I feel like a lot of us don't know as much as we should know about of native people mm. you know and 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 uh, i came i was compared i was i was, I was uh, australia to new zealand like new zealand new zealanders um they really know the maori culture mm-hmm. and um and and they taught them at school and a lot of i mean a lot of the school they teach them how to do the, the haka for example and then uh, they know how to speak some of the language i do understand like a lot of the indigenous uh uh, communities in, in Australia have different languages, like hundreds of different different languages. Two hundred plus, yeah. Yeah, but we don't learn enough of that at, at school. Mm. And even when I went to, when I went through theatre school, art school, we didn't learn about uh, dream time and how they come up with stories and that kind of things. And 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 um, we need to learn that. And mm. we need to learn who we are as well, you know, and, yeah. and put them part of our community. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think I think a lot of it goes to the history of it. So whereas in, in New Zealand, they actually um, the Europeans recognised the Maoris and, you know, formed a treaty, mm. the history in Australia is very different mm. and there was yeah. no formal recognition. Uh, there was just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take that, mm. not even recognise you mm. as a race. Um, and I think that is, you know, uh, I think that has impacts later on. Um, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And so... You know, if I can bring this to um, race relations with regard to Chinese people, 
I think what's happened in the past definitely affects where we are now. Mm. And to simply say there's no racism or or we're multicultural and and then brush everything else on the carpet mm. um, is is it's just not right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. still exists. There, there are problems now that exist because of what's happened in the past. And mm. the white Australia policy only ended in the 70s. Mm. That, that's not that long ago. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for all the work you're doing in representation. Um, so shout out to um, Steph. Yes. Shout out to Clay. Shout out to um, Joy, uh, Tiffany. Um, and good memory, <laughs> James <laughs> and Chuggers uh, on your short films and the and the rest of the run of Twelfth Night. Thank you very yeah. much. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience. Thank yeah. you so much for giving all those tips out to all the people listening, and uh, I'm, I'm sure people really, really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really, really appreciate for that as yeah. well. And uh, you know, if you if you're interested in what I'm doing, follow me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me Leonard.sun.actor. Um. I don't. I don't post heaps. I like I actually don't do social media at all. Like <laughs> I've got this funny story, right? I just told recently. I'm I'm on Facebook so little that years ago, I just happened to be on it, and I noticed there was a message from someone. Hey, were you were you in Auckland the other day? Um, I thought I saw you, and I was like, what? Auckland? I haven't been in New Zealand in a year and a half, and it turned out it was that time. And I just hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't looked at, I hadn't looked at my Facebook messages for a year, year and, and a half. half. Yeah, wow. And um, so that's how little I, I pay attention to social media. But someone said to me earlier in the year that you know if you're going to do this acting thing, you you probably need a social media presence. Yeah. yeah. So Leonard.sun.actor is where I put all my acting stuff and nothing else. So Wonderful. if you want to follow yeah, me there, yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah. And we'll be putting all the other people that you mentioned and those other projects mm. in in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're just hoping everyone. Hopefully, like everyone can connect through, you know, our um, chukas and and get to. If they need people need actors or people need creatives, hopefully they can connect uh, to each other through here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Leonard. Thank you so yeah, much for having us. Pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And thanks. To, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, and chukas, chukas, everybody. Chukas. Oh, I should just say. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Come to Twelfth Night. Yes, oh, come yeah, to 12th yeah, night. Come to 12th night. It's on till the 23rd of January. <laughs> Sorry. And we'll put details. Yes, there. we will yeah. put details. 100%. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but we the talked about no, it for like the whole first half we of the did, podcast. We did. We did. Yeah. The, the only thing I was thinking, like, when this comes out, uh, it'll be next oh, week. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. We'll see. We'll anyway, see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll come. Check us, everybody. Check us, everybody. Thank you so much.